You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Is this the year you launch your new business, your new project? Is it a good idea or is it not? Let's find out. There's a few things that I go through, a bit of a checklist to really work out if my idea is going to be good or not. And when I'm talking about ideas and businesses, I'm talking about it could be quitting your job and chasing after your dreams, go for that business. It could be starting a YouTube channel finally, it could be launching that podcast, it could be creating a course, it could be whatever it is that you do and whatever 2023 is going to bring for you, is it going to be a good idea or not? Now, my DMs are actually full of this question. I get asked this all the time. And every time I have a drink with somebody or I get into the pub with somebody, people are always asking me, Jaya, what do you think of this idea? Should I go after it or should I not? And the answer always is, I'm not too sure. Because for everybody, everything's totally different. And we're all at different levels. We have different mindsets. We have different resources. We have different privilege. We have... There's so many different things that we have to factor in when we give advice to people and if your idea is good or not. So I'm actually going to dive straight into today's episode and I'm going to talk about six things that I run through in my head before I know if the idea is good or not or if the business is good or not. And if you've got a friend that's thinking about quitting their job and starting a business or starting a side hustle or launching a podcast or a YouTube channel or getting on TikTok or doing whatever it is that they want to do, make sure you do share this episode with them. It helps us a lot when it gets out to the world and you can tag me on Instagram and I always reshare. So that's askjialong.co. Also, a big thank you to you that have uh, left this podcast a review in the last couple of weeks. It was actually an overwhelming number of uh, reviews and I really do appreciate it. So thank you so much for taking the time, you know, those couple of minutes out of your day and leaving us a review. It really does help us grow this show and find new people and for people to make up their minds when they see the show and then decide if it's good or not. So I really do appreciate you. Let's get into today's episode. So number one, how much action do you need to take for your goal or for your business, for your project, for your side hustle, whatever it is? I talk about goals a lot. You know this about me. And I think it's so important that we dive in first on the goal because one of the greatest mistakes that we make as entrepreneurs is we underestimate the action, the level of action that we've got to take to meet our unrealistic goals. Now, I see this so often and it's one of the reasons why we get disappointed or maybe we don't get the big results that we want straight away or whatever it is. We grossly, very often grossly underestimate the amount of action that we've got to take. So what does this mean? Well, with any idea, I want you to be thinking about any idea, any project, any side hustle, any hustle, whatever you're doing, I want you to think about how much action do you actually have to take to be able to hit the goal that you're trying to go after. And it's important to have the goal because you need to have something to chase. You know, we're always playing a game here as entrepreneurs. It's like getting out there and playing football or soccer, whatever it is, right? You get out there on the field and you're playing with other players and you're working out tactics and strategies and you're doing everything else. But if there's no goal and no goal post, then it's simply going to be really hard for you to win the game, right? Because you need to keep score off the goals that you that you hit, and then you've got to take action to be able to hit those goals. So in business, it's very much the same as sport and as playing the game because we're out there and every single day we're trying to sharpen our skills. Uh, we're exercising. We're exercising our minds. We are optimizing ourselves to become the best versions of ourselves so we can show up for our clients and for all the people around us. Very important. 
So I do see business as a game and I love it, you know, and for me, it helps me take everything to another level, especially as the goalposts, they always get further and further away as your goals get bigger and bigger and the other team players become more competitive and everything else. So we need to make sure that we are willing to take the right amount of action to hit that goal. So what does that look like? Well, I'm not going to advocate that you need to hustle and work 18 hour days because that's probably going to simply leave you burned out and not feeling very good about your business and uninspired and everything else. And and let me say this, and this is going to be controversial, yes, but the hardest workers don't win. The smarter worker definitely wins, but the hardest workers don't win. And just to prove my point here, there's a lot of people that work a lot harder than you. You could be in a copper mine digging away ever since you're a kid to all the way up to now. It doesn't mean you're going to have more success than somebody else doing a different career, right? It means they're on the wrong vessel, on the wrong boat, and they're hustling, hustling, working, working, but not necessarily going to have that financial freedom, financial gains, or the fulfillment in that job. So I don't think hard work is what I'm talking about here, and it is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the right amount of action. So if I was going to start, let's say, a photography business, like, am I willing to put in the time after work? Am I willing to work a second job so I can bring in some more money? Am I willing to edit at night time? Am I willing to cold call people? Am I willing to walk into venues and introduce people, myself to people? Am I willing to post on social media once a week, once a day, once an hour? Am I willing to show up like that and create that content? Am I willing to learn the things I need to learn? Increase my knowledge in the craft? Am I willing to show up for my clients? Am I willing to show up unapologetically as myself? Am I willing to have the humility to know that I don't know everything and I need to learn a lot more? Am I willing to do those things? Will I take the action to hit that goal? This is by far one of the most important things, but the reason why I'm really talking about this is because I have worked with thousands of entrepreneurs trying to make their break, right? And you know this about me. I I do one-on-one mentoring and coaching. I work with thousands of people in group coaching calls and everything else. And every time I get someone that's a little bit stuck, it's usually because their goal is much further than the action they take. And the way that it sounds is, Jai, I have literally done everything. Now, when someone starts a sentence like that, I know I can see the block straight away because I know they haven't done everything. No one has done everything, right? So straight away, they're telling themselves a narrative that they were unsure how much they actually needed to show up there's always more that you can do and there's always a different angle or a way to work out the puzzle, right? There's always a different strategy for the game. So it's important for us to have the empathy and humility to know that we haven't done everything. We don't know everything. There's so much more for us to do, so much more for us to learn, so many more rooms for us to be in, so many more people to meet, so many more conversations to have. There's so many things for you to do. And I know this could be confronting and a bit of a wake-up call for some people, but Think about it today. What have you done? Have you posted on social media? Have you reached out to someone and sent them a DM? Have you brought someone value? Have you gave someone a compliment? Have you gave someone a hug? You know, have you texted someone? Have you cold called someone? Have you expanded your inner circle? Did you do that blog post? Are you ranking on Google yet? Did you make a YouTube video? Did you launch that podcast? You know, there's so many things that you you can be doing right now as you're walking around doing this, okay? So, um... Are you willing to take the action you need to hit the goal? And if the answer is yes, then I say, well, we got a green tick on that one. And one way that I know this, and this is my indicator, if I'm willing to take that much action by doing it for free and I don't get paid for the action that I take, 
then I say it's a good idea. If I'm not willing to do it for free, then I won't do it. Because if I'm doing it simply just to get paid and just to get money, for me, it's going to burn me out. I don't have... I don't have my heart in it and it doesn't feel right for me just to be working for money. I love to feel fulfilled creatively, emotionally, intelligently in every, every aspect of my life, right? So for me, I'm always looking to achieve more and strive for more and everything else. And I'm hoping that's for you as well. So even though, yes, and we're going to talk about money. Yes, you want to make some profit. And yes, of course, you want to be financially free and you want to, you want to really look after you and your family and everything else. It shouldn't be the main goal. It should be the byproduct of the work that you're putting in and you're putting it in regardless if you get paid or not, because you know, at the end of the day, it's the big goal that you're trying to go for. Now, number two, if it's a good idea or not, how much of a runway do you have in terms of how much money do you have? It may not be money. Also, how much time do you have? How many resources? How much energy? Everything else. There, there is so many times when maybe we like quit our job too early or we take on a project too early because we just didn't have enough money in the bank account for one. We didn't have enough time. So a lot, I do this a lot. So I'll take on a bit of a side hustle or I'll start another business. But I didn't actually have enough time for my first hustle. So that means like, what am I doing starting another business? Just I just doubled my workload, but doesn't mean there's more results. Doesn't mean I'm going to get anywhere any faster. So that's a huge one for, like for me. So another one could, could be for you, like you don't have the network yet. You don't have the resources. Like maybe you don't know where to learn the things. You don't know where the answers are. If that's the case, then that's something that you need to really think about and look into. A runway really is like, are you going to have enough money? Are you going to have enough time to put into it, enough money to put into it, enough time to put into it, enough energy to put into it? Are you going to be resourceful? Are you going to be crafty? Are you going to be able to show up and find things that you need at the time that you need it? Because if you don't have that runway, it's going to be really hard. Now, I'm not saying don't do it if you don't have a runway, because trust me, I start things all the time with no runway and I quit my job without any money in the bank account. I've done it numerous times and numerous times it has worked out for me because my runway in my mind is going back to number one. Am I willing to take the unrealistic action, hit that unrealistic goal? And if the answer is yes, for me, it doesn't really matter about that runway because as long as I've got some time, time is worth more than money. And it means I can make phone calls. I can go around and talk to venues, talk to network of other entrepreneurs. I can meet new people, get into new rooms, have new conversations. I can listen to podcasts. I can consume YouTube. I can sign up the courses. I can get a coach. I can do these things. There's always something out there for me to be able to make money as well. I never worry about money because there's something. There's a lawn to be mowed somewhere. There's a window to be washed. There's an Uber I can drive. There's a coffee I can make. There's always something out there that's going to help me. I can always help another entrepreneur with the skills that I have to help them along the way. There's just seriously so many things that we could do. So for me, money's not the thing. Time is the thing. So do you have enough time right now to be able to dive into this new project or do you have too much on your plate and you're simply going to be left at the end of the year too stressed, too burnt out without more results because now you don't want to show up anymore? And if that's the answer, then I would say, no, it's not a good idea. But if if you're willing to take the unrealistic action, you have enough runway, as in money, resources, time on your hands right now to put into the new project, the new hustle, then I say, yes, let's go for it. Okay. So this one's a huge one. Number three, risk to reward. This one here, not enough people talk about, but seriously, as you become a more seasoned entrepreneur, this is the thing that you think about a lot. So risk to reward, and there's a a beautiful equation in this, and it really has saved my butt so many times. And I think it will save yours as well. But 
what analogy can I use for you? Okay, so risk to reward. Okay, so when I started my first cafe, the risk was I had to spend a lot of money getting a kitchen built. I had to renovate the place. I had to hire a lot of staff. I had to get a lot of licensing. I had to get DA approval from the council. Um, I had to do a lot of advertising, a lot of marketing. I had to have a lot of signage at the front to try and get foot traffic in. I had to put in a lot of events to try and get people there. I had to run a lot of um, promotions. I had to do a lot of specials. I had to show up and do a lot of work. Okay. So there was a lot of risk and there's a lot of things that go wrong. Now let's talk about the reward. Well, the reward was there wasn't that many people in the area where I started a cafe. So I would have to put in more risk to actually hustle to get people out there. And then the reward was I was selling coffees for $3 or $4. You're selling meals for $10. Like how much money are you actually making? How much do you need to actually show up to try and get all that investment back? Plus the ongoing of how much everything costs when you got a brick and mortar business, you got rent, uh, you know, I had a coffee machine, that thing is getting rented. I had a gigantic industrial oven, that thing's getting rented, all the kitchen equipment, uh, all that stuff's on credit. You know, I had to pay back everybody every single week, all the staff, all their superannuation, all the taxes, uh, there was a lot of money that had to go out, right? So when I think about that business, I'm like, oh, risk and reward. I wouldn't do that business again because the risk is so high and the reward was so low. Now, you can change the scales on that, of course. I'm not saying all cafes are a bad idea. But t- to be clear, it's over 90% of cafes go out of business, I think, in the first couple of years. And it's like 95% of cafes and restaurants are not profitable. So it is, when you're looking at that, high risk and low reward. Yeah, they're at the top of the food chain, I would say, just because there's so much risk, right? But having said that, there's things that you can change the scale. So for instance, if I was in a busier place, maybe if I was at the airport or if I was in Collins Street, Melbourne or something like that, and there was a lot of people that's going past. So that means less advertising I need to do, less marketing because there's already foot traffic. I can already serve those people. Maybe it's at the airport. So then that way I can have a higher price margin. I can make more profits. Maybe it's really easy and simple if I had a cafe at the airport because People want fast food. They want it really fast and they want it the same every single time. So you can have less staff because things can be automated a lot more. Like I'm only brainstorming here. Okay. I'm only brainstorming here, but there are ways to work out the business. So it's going to be more reward and less risk. Another example of this, because I love to dive in and give examples, Bitcoin. You guys know that I'm bullish on Bitcoin and I do love my cryptocurrencies and everything else. And so when I bought Bitcoin, right? Let's say back in 2019, I bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin in 2020 for around, I think, $5,000 per Bitcoin. Now, in my mind, I believed that Bitcoin was probably going to hit in the next two to three years, $100,000 per coin. Now, that was just me and my analysis. You know, this is not financial advice to anyone. This is just me going through everything. And it's all just guesstimating, really. But when I did that, I was so happy paying $5,000 for a Bitcoin because I believed I could make $95,000 reward. So the risk to me was very low. Also, $5,000 for me wasn't a lot of money and I could still pay rent by paying $5,000 to Bitcoin. I still could do other things. So I was privileged enough to be in a position where I could actually invest $5,000. Now, fast forward when we were in a full bull market, people were going and asking me like, Jai, Bitcoin is now $50,000. Do you think I should buy it? Is it still good? And I think it's going to go up. Now, I would say, yeah, I do believe it's going to go up. And I believe it could hit maybe $100,000. But here's the thing. You are risking $50,000 
to try and make just a little bit more money. I was willing to risk $5,000 to make $95,000, but you're now risking $50,000 to make $50,000. So the risk dramatically goes up because if you lose $50,000, that's a lot, and the reward dramatically goes down. So in that instance, when I use those metrics, this is just my own metric. I'm like, risk to reward, I believe it's probably not a good idea. So I love risky everything, but I'm very calculated with my risk and my risk taking. And with every business, every project, everything that I do, I'm always looking at risk and reward, right? So if I'm going to launch a new podcast, I'm going to look at it and go risk and reward. Does anyone need to help me? Do I need to put much money into it? I don't actually. The reward, well, it's all upside because if I can just do it myself, I've got enough time, one hour maybe on a Wednesday afternoon or something like that, instead of watching Netflix, I can put it into a podcast. Maybe I can bring it out once a week. Who knows? But the risk is very low because I wasn't doing anything anyway. And the reward is very high because now I'm getting out to a lot of people. So why wouldn't I do that project? Well, there's no reason. So let's do it. Okay. Number four, profit level. Profit is really important because if you're starting a business, it's important for you to get profit. And I think a lot, not enough self-employed and business owners and entrepreneurs think about this because they're so obsessed of like, I'll do it because I love it. But at the end of the day, you're going to fall out of love if you don't feel like you're valued. And it doesn't matter what craft you're in and what you're doing. I've seen entrepreneurs across all creative fields and they do fall out of love with what are they doing by the time they've worked and they feel burnt out. They're not getting any reward. No one's, people ask them for discounts. People are asking to do it for exposure and things like that. You do get jaded after a while. Now, the thing is, as a business owner, it's important for you to get to make profit. It's really, really, really important for you to make profit. It's not because you are a capitalist pig that's just money hungry and everything else. It's not that at all. It's the fact that you're bringing services to the people that love what you do and you're going to be sustainably bringing that for years to come so you can keep continuing to bring that and provide that service for those people, right? And if you don't make profit, you won't be able to do that because there's so many unforeseen costs that come up. Another thing is most people grossly underestimate how much profit they need to make because you do need to make profit. You need to be able to pay those taxes. And I'm talking after you pay your wages, after you pay your taxes, after you pay your staff, after you pay your rent, after you pay your phone bill, everything else, you need to walk away with some profit. And why? It's because when I go back to the risk reward, you took the risk and then you need to get a reward for that risk. It's simply that's how business works. So instead of just working for somebody else, which you easily could have, you actually went out there, you started your LLC or your company or whatever it is. You put yourself out into the world and, and you bought some gear and some equipment and you did some marketing, some advertising, and you bought some courses and you learned the things. You need to be rewarded for those things, especially if you want to feel you want to feel that success as well. And I think so often, so many of us, we dismiss success and we think that we don't want it and it's not for us. And, uh, you know, I'm a creative and I'm not all about that. But at the end of the day, it feels nice to move forward and feel accomplished and feel successful in our craft and what we do. And we're successfully bringing our services to the world. And for that, the world gives back. And the way that they measure that metric is by giving you some profit. Now, the people that make the most profit in the world are the ones that bring the most value. So, of course, for us, when I'm thinking about the business that I'm starting, the project that I'm launching, the side hustle, whatever it is, I don't think about how much profit am I going to make. I think about how much value can I bring to the world? Like, how much value can I pack into this? How can I just give, give, give? Because I know if I show up like that and I'm giving, giving, I know people are going to give back because they're going to want what I have. You know, I caught their attention. So, really, I want you to think about that. So number five, entry level for competition, something that most people don't think about, but this is insanely important. And I want you to really think about this 
from now. If you're an entrepreneur. Now, entry level, right? What I want you to think about is in your industry, in your niche, when you're going out there to start your hustle, how low is the entry for somebody to do the same as you? Now, for example, and one of the reasons why I know in the wedding photography industry, let's talk about that one. People say it's so overcrowded. There's so much competition. Now, there's a good reason for it. You don't actually have to go to university or get a degree to start a wedding photography business. You don't even have to have equipment. You could just hire equipment. You don't need to be that great at social media marketing. You probably could start a six-figure business without much anything, really. And the problem is with that, most people can, and that means more people will, right? So that means more competition. Now, if you're starting a restaurant in town and there's not many shops, well, then the entry level is going to be much higher. So you're probably going to have less competition because not everybody's going to go out there and risk that much to get that little reward that we were talking about just before. So with every project out there, or not even just project, wherever you're marketing, wherever you're advertising, like for me, if I'm spending more on Facebook ads and no one else is spending Facebook ads in my arena, in my industry, it means I'll win the game because it's a higher entry level. You have to learn what you're doing. You have to lose a lot of money. You've got to make a lot of mistakes. You've got to hire the right people. There's a lot of work that goes into that. So what's easier? Well, it's easier just to post something on Instagram. What happens? Well, Instagram feels like it's flooded and there's too many people there and there's so much competition. It's really hard to stand out and everyone looks the same and I scroll and scroll and scroll and everyone's got a seven second reel going on. I better jump on that train. And because everybody can do it, everybody will do it. And then it all gets diluted, right? So I want you to think about, is the idea that you're doing right now, the entry level, how high is it or how low is it? Is it really hard for someone to come out with the same thing as you? Are you going to invest a lot of money and then someone's going to get your idea and go, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that as well. There's literally no entry level. It's so easy. I don't have to jump over any hoops. People always take the the easiest path, the less resistant path, right? And it's good sometimes, especially when you're first starting out. But as an entrepreneur, sometimes it can get pretty draining to be in an industry where it's such a low entry level. Everybody's on it. Everybody's doing it. Also, if the industry is unregulated because you're going to get a lot of people out there doing bad work, bringing down the industry and everything else, which funny enough, both the wedding photography space, which I was in, and then the education space, which I am in now as a business coach, like a lot of these things are unregulated. So of course, there's people out there that are going to make a bad name for the whole industry and they're, and they're going to do things because there's no one to pull them up. So entry level for competition, for your idea, is it high? Is it low? Is it going to be hard for someone to compete with you and just to, you know, start something that's directly competing against you? Or is it going to be really easy? Okay, number six, this one's a little bit different. And this is something that I think no one ever talks about, but I just think it's important. So number six is disruption level. What is the disruption level? And I think this is most important today, or it's more important today than ever before. Now, disruption level, what does disruption level mean? Well, can your industry get disrupted? The idea, your business that you want to start, can it be disrupted and how easily? So for instance, and a lot of people never see it coming, but like if you started a taxi business 15 years ago or 10 years ago, you might be thinking, well, it's it's a hard entry level to get into. You've got to do licensing. You've got to hire a car. You know, you've got to do all the things that you've got to do. Now, it's easy for you to think that no one's going to disrupt it. And then Uber comes along and disrupts the whole industry and everyone loses their jobs. Now, same as, for instance, risk to reward. If you started a hotel, it's going to be very risky. It costs a lot of money to build a hotel. 
you then you've got to market and advertise. You've got to be in flight magazines and on explore channels and everything else. So the risk is really high. The reward is not as high than the risk. And then something along the lines of something comes along like Airbnb and disrupts the whole industry. And then they take all the money because they just changed and flattened the game, right? So right now, right now, if you're thinking about becoming a copywriter, for instance, well, can AI disrupt that in the next 12 months? If you're becoming a videographer or a videographer editor, can AI disrupt that in the next 12 months? If you're becoming a photographer, can AI disrupt that in the next 12 months? If you're becoming uh, admin, like can an app or a program or software disrupt that in the next 12 months? There's so many things out there and, and it's always changing and it's always disrupting the way that things work. And don't forget, everyone's always been disrupted, right? So if you go back through time and even just recent history with the industrial revolution and everything else, like there was always machines that came out that, you know, took people's jobs. There was someone there that was literally hand digging roads in the side of mountains and then overnight we had hydraulics and then we have excavators. One person could take 50 jobs that just sits and digs by themselves, right? So that was a low entry level. All you needed is a shovel and go out there and shovel on a pick and start digging at the road. But of course, it got disrupted very fast when excavator was invented. So right now with whatever you're doing, whatever idea that you're launching, can it be disrupted very easy? Because if it can, and if you're thinking of it, someone else is thinking of it. And if I'm thinking of it, someone else is thinking of it, right? So it may be the wrong idea or the wrong time to launch your thing. But I don't know. Anyway, so I just want to leave on that. So just to recap, number one, how much action do you need to take to hit your goal? And you, if you want to hit unrealistic goals, man, you got to show up unreasonably unrealistic with your actions to hit those goals. And I have to stress that because if you're not doing that, that's where the disconnect is. There's so many people out there running around saying like, I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller. I'm going to be a famous movie star. I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be the best photographer in the world. I'm going to be the best artist in the world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But then when I see the actions that they take, they don't match the goal. So it's really important. Number two, your runway. Are you ready right now? Do you have enough time, energy, money, resources? Do you have enough connections? Are you emotionally available to take on that side hustle, that next business right now. I think that one's really important because your mental health is always going to come first too. Or are you already working 18 hours a day trying to work out your business right now? And then you're thinking, oh, to become successful, I just need to start another business. And now all of a sudden, even though there's not 36 hours in a day, you are seeming to work 36 hours a day. Like it doesn't make any sense, right? Number three, risk to reward. Like, do you have to risk a lot to make not much? I think that one's really important to to know and just like, because I don't want you to go out there and just risk everything on something where you don't even know what the reward could be. So really, I want you to check in on yourself, be honest with yourself. Like, is this a big risk to a low reward? Number four, profit level. Can you stand to make a lot of money from this? Can you make some profit when the going gets good? Because fuck, it's going to get hard as well. Like there's so many low times, no matter what entrepreneur you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter what coach you have, no matter what course you did, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be low points for you and I. It's going to get so hard. So often we're going to be in the trenches and we're going to feel like we made the wrong decision. Why did we do this? Now we have to show up and take this action. And at the end of it, maybe the only thing you have in those times, like, well, at least I made a bit of profit from it. But if you work like that and you get no profit, man, you're going to feel undervalued, unappreciated, underpaid, and you're the boss. That's the worst thing. Okay, number five, entry level for competition. You know, I never say that competition is a good thing and you should 
compete with everybody else. Competing with yourself is a great thing, but sometimes competition, you need to be hyper aware of what's happening in your industry because if you were, let's say, the only videographer in your town and next minute there's 10 of them and there's only 100 people in your town, it's going to be pretty hard to get work. So it is important to be hyper aware, to look around and see, is this idea good to act on or is it already saturated and it's going to be really hard to stand out? And where is your unique point of difference where you can make a big difference and impact so you don't even compete with anyone? I think that's really important. One really beautiful quote that I love and I used to talk, share a lot at all my workshops was never compete, make everybody else irrelevant, right? It's so much easier. I'll talk about those in my workshops and maybe I'll do a workshop this week, this year and invite you to it and talk about that. But yeah, really, really, really important and something that I think about a lot. And then last one, disruption level. Are you going to get disrupted? Is your industry going to get disrupted? Is that idea going to get disrupted? It's going to be really hard. And that's not one to obsess over because I think a lot of us do. It's literally like me when I'm thinking about my next idea and my next project is me being honest with myself and just going like, is this going to work out? I don't know. Is someone going to disrupt me? I don't know. And you know what's really cool? This is a little mind-blowing fact for you. The way that I work is I work out who could disrupt me, how could they disrupt me, and then I do it and I disrupt the industry. So instead of me sitting there blind waiting for people to disrupt me, man, I just go out there and I disrupt the industry. So you got to watch out for people like me that are hungry, out there making a mark, doing the things, and no one's controlling me, right? So I think that's really important. you got to watch out for hungry people because if you got someone like me that's got nothing to lose, everything to gain, and is as ambitious as I am, then they're dangerous. You know, I'm dangerous in my industry because I can do things. I will risk more. And so for you, a little takeaway is like, be dangerous. You know, be the industry maker. Do the things that other people are not willing to do to get the results that they will never get. Take the unrealistic action and you're going to hit those goals. Thank you for listening today. Hey, if you actually want to jump through, I've got a little quiz And if you want to jump through and listen to some of my episodes and you're not sure what order to listen to them, just go over to jialong.co forward slash podcast. And there's a little quiz there. You can do the quiz and we will send you a unique playlist. So whether you are wanting to listen to um, maybe more money mindset stuff, more creative business stuff, marketing, advertising, whatever it is, um, I'll send it over to you. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. I have that big energy for 2023. I know it sounds cliche to say, but I'm feeling pumped. I'm feeling excited. And for some reason, the end of a year feels like I've just finished a lot of shit and it's all behind me. There were so many ups and so many downs. And for the new year, I feel fresh and recharged. And I really do feel like I want to hit the ground running. And I'm hoping you feel the exact same way. Thank you for listening to Make Your Break. Thank you for listening to me, Jai Long, and I'll see you next week. Hey, Make Your Breakers. Want to streamline your audible dose of inspiration, motivation, and creative biz insights with a custom playlist made just for you? Um, was that a yes, please? Kicking our arses into gear, sifting through all of Make Your Break's episodes to date. Yep, we're talking all 200 plus episodes. We've meticulously curated some banging playlists just for for you. We want to help you to make that break ASAP. So whether you're a newbie or have listened to every episode a million times, jump into the show notes and check out the little something something we whipped up to generate your very own custom playlist.